All right, brother. Two meatheads just talking shit, sipping on coffee. This is like this is heaven for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. man. So what what got you into the gym, dude? Because you you know you kind of like pushing maybe a couple of kilos here and there, you know. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, <laughs> what got me into the gym? Honestly, I was just when I was younger, I loved sports. Uh, and my dad kept pushing me to go to the gym because he told me eventually I wouldn't be able to compete with the guys who did go. Here's my, oh my cat. God, you got a every, cat. Every podcast I do, she tries the same cat. She she runs up. She wants to get in the camera. That's amazing, um, man. But yeah, I uh, I just realized I wouldn't be able to compete in sports if I didn't start working out. Mm-hmm. So that's what got me in the gym originally. You know, I loved football, baseball, basketball. Played some ice hockey as well. Um, so that, and then it just kind of turned into a uh, like a safe space for me, if that makes sense. You know, where nothing nothing was uh, going wrong, and I would just lift as heavy as I could. What are you doing? I love right. cats, man. Like again, this. This honestly, this uh, this fucking warms my soul. One of my best mates over here, right, Jonathan. He's from uh, San Diego, and yeah. he looks pretty similar. He's like just this jacked American dude. You know what I mean? Like just just this lovely little guy, but fucking yoked. And he's obsessed with cats. Yeah, we and got I'm a like, bunch. Dude, this is awesome, man. You know, <laughs> get him under a bar, he'll fucking bench press something disgusting. I don't even want to think about it. it makes me cry, but you know. Mate, I love it, man. I wanna I wanna dive into that topic of um of the safe space. Okay. Because um that's uh yeah, that's 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 me in a nutshell, you know what I mean? That was I would just go out in the backyard and put rocks in a bag and lift it up. You know, we were broke, so we didn't have any gym right. equipment or anything like that. And we had um I used to use uh the bins to do some dips and mm-hmm. our old rusty old pull-up bar in between the ghetto, you know what I mean? Like, just some ghetto-type shit. Using, um, like, a towel for curls, stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, man. You I know what I mean? Stuff like that, yeah. Too. yeah. But it's 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 a time where you can kind of, like, you can kind of escape everyday life, right? And it's yep, just kind of you absolutely. and you, and you get to have that fist fight with yourself. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. You know, you nailed the hammer on the – or- hammer the nail on the head i don't know the saying something like that but yeah it's like you know you go into the gym and everything that was wrong in the outside world just kind of goes away you know it's just you and the weights you know if you're there with a friend it's you and your friends obviously in the weights so it's a little more social but Mm. i feel like for a lot of the uh the the elite lifters it's kind of a mental thing you know yeah and i think that's something that um professional semi-pro elites whether they're getting money about it or not just the top dogs right they don't get credit for that that type of side. We kind of look at it and like, oh, they're gladiators in the arena. This is physically dominating, amazing, you know, whatever. And then we go up, flick another channel on ESPN, right, and watch it right. watch someone else, right? And uh, it's like, no, this this person had to overcome a lot and probably is still overcoming a hell of a lot just to yeah. go into that gym or out on the track or in the pool or whatever it is, right? You there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here, man. Oh, uh, sorry, I thought you froze. My my dog was whining. That's why I turned. Oh, no, he, a... uh, he hears me talking and he wants some attention. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's you know it gets to a point where it becomes a job and it kind of even if you don't want to go, you have to. Um, and that's kind of even worse because it's like I said, you know, it it was an escape when I first started after sports. Um, 
And then sometimes it'll get to a point where it's like, you know, you don't want to go to the gym, but you have to because it became yeah. your lifestyle, you know? Yeah. And it's kind of it kind of has a negative effect at that point, because like you said, it's an escape. Um, and then imagine being forced to go there, you know, <laughs> it's like being forced to go to therapy or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although, like, sometimes the gym isn't good for us, you know what I mean? Like, right. you know, like we touched on before, like, it, it kind of gets to the stage where it's like, is this healthy anymore? Well, wow. you know, are we going for health? Or are we going for performance? Because they're two different goals, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, when I was growing up, man, I used to train. I mean, I still train seven days a week. And, uh, you know, I've been told by all the pros, everyone like that, like, man, if you take an off day or a rest day, like, you'll get so much more gains out of it. And I'm like, man, I just, I can't skip a day. Like I have to go. And that's just, that's just how I've always been. Um, and now with the way my program's written, I can kind of, you know, if I need an off day, I can take it. But right now I still don't. Mm. Um, so it's kind of a little more fluid, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You need yeah, no you... party? What's wrong with you? No, okay. Sorry. A little, no, no, no. Don't apologize. Like you, you become a little bit more intuitive with your training, right? Like that training age yeah. has gone up. You understand your body and the relationship you have with it, right? And and also with the program, and you're like, okay, cool. Like now nah, I can, I can push a little bit here. I'll ease off there, but I'll I'll keep going. Yeah, in. absolutely, man. Like uh, right now, I'm taking about like a. It's not really a deload, but it's kind of a three week break. Um, from from really going heavy so i guess you could say it's a deload but i'm doing like am wraps with like two plates three plates four plates on bench and of course here's my cat again but uh yeah so it's like i i feel like after that 660 my body probably needed a, a short rest you know a break you know a little longer than just a deload before i start prepping for 700 um me and my girl have been going on a lot of vacations and stuff so i figured i would kind of delay you know my routine to kind of make sure I can go and enjoy these vacations. If that makes yep. sense. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. You know, it can definitely take over life a little bit, you know, um, especially yeah. when you're really pushing that performance and you're going for those extra couple pounds or half a kilo here, you know, like that it starts taking over. Yeah. I mean, well, that's, that's what happened when I, uh, when I tore my tricep, Ooh. um, I really, you know, wasn't doing anything at all in life, if that makes sense. Like, I wasn't going out. I wasn't having fun with friends and doing anything like that. Um, and then, like, you know, it was about three or four months since I had gone out and enjoyed myself. And uh, I decided to go out. And, you know, I'm, I'm getting older now. I'm, I'm 29. And uh, I don't recover as quickly from nights out, mm -hmm. you know, compared mm -hmm. to when I was 21. And I went to the gym in the morning, dehydrated, no food on me, tried lifting like I was, and my body was just like, no, <laughs> not going to happen. So it's kind of a lesson there, but that's why I'm kind of delaying my programming now so I can, you know, still have some some fun when I go yeah, out. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I remember being, uh, remember being 19 and going into the gym after a night out, still pissed and PR'd my 10 rep max front squat. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's how it was. I remember going in, like, when I was 21, 22, you know, I would be not in the best of, of shape, you know, and I would go in and hit some heavy weights and be perfectly fine, you know, probably even feeling better. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, it's fine. I just need to feel some weight. It's like, dude, like, you can't even, like, walk straight. 
Yeah. You know, it's like, no, no, it's fine. Muscle memory kicks in, man. You know, <laughs> you're like, yeah. we are not endorsing this. Do not go in the gym. Still. Pissed. Right. Right. That's, that's the thing. I, you know, I, I was super like uh, conflicted with what I wanted to talk about um, when I initially tore it, you know, to tell people like, yeah, I went out drinking the night before um, because it's kind of like a bad role model, if that makes sense, that I, I have drank or I do drink, if that makes, you know, like for people looking up, it's this because there's like a whole, uh, what is it, stigmatism that like, you know, mm. drinking is bad, whatever. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I went out and I had fun, but, you know, ended up tearing my tricep because of it. Um, could have not been because of it, could have been because of other things, but it was such a small tear that it was pretty much due to dehydration. But yeah, I was kind of conflicted if I wanted to share that or not when it happened. Um, and I ended up, I was like, you know what? It's the truth. It's whatever. Like, if people want to go out and get absolutely hammered because of it, like, that's not my fault. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. Personal accountability so, is still a thing, mate. You know, just because one athlete tries it and it doesn't work out, like, it doesn't give everybody else a free yeah. pass and be like, oh, this it's, person did it. It's like, no, dude, like, you did it. Exactly. It's like, it's because I was talking to one of my friends and they were like, well, just because you bench, you know, 600 plus doesn't mean every kid out there is going to try and load 600 up and try and bench it. You know, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I was like, okay, cool. So mm. I'll just be honest, like, shit so, happens. So let's, um, I, I want to break this down because there'll be, they've got such a vast variety of people listening, right? You've got people that are like you and I, who just basically are hermits and live in the gym. And yeah. then we've also got people that, probably never set foot in a gym before right so uh, 600 pounds i'm gonna do the freaking uh i'm gonna do the uh that's 220 no 273 kilos hang on so you just froze for like a solid three oh, minutes you got me yeah i got you now i got you now Sorry, man. Fucking time zones. You know what I mean? Like, we're basically. You're fine. I wasn't sure if it's on my side or not. Every now and then, like, my Wi-Fi will flicker, man. So. It's okay, man. Like, you know, like, it's not going to be perfect. We're on the other side of the world, you know? Yeah. You know, yeah, like, what time is it over there? Uh, Quarter to five. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, like, later in the night for you? No, in the morning. Oh, in the morning? Yeah, yeah. That's early, bro. We <laughs> nah, could wait it, man. We could, nah, nah, it. nah. If I knew it was that early, I thought it was gonna be night over there. Nah, nah. So we're, uh, yeah, we're ahead. Um, okay. And I got the morning class after this, and you know, okay, and then a full day, you. and you know, if I if I want to keep, what what am I gonna do? Am I gonna offer people uh slots, and they've got to get up at like bloody four o'clock in the morning they're gonna tell me to go fuck myself you know <laughs> so i'll be like don't worry about it guys like i'll, I'll get up it's fine like, yeah it's all right i'll train later on in the day sometimes i train in the morning that makes um, sense while you're having coffee then <laughs> well, I'm, I'm coffee sitting here having sleep, coffee man. at like 11 30 whatever time it is 10 o'clock you're over here 5 a.m <laughs> i think i've literally done done this and had these conversations like every every hour of the day man I believe it. That's right. early, man. That's you gotta do. What you I gotta used do, to do you know? that. I used to do that. I can't anymore. Now I need at least eight, ten hours of sleep. I'm well, old. It's funny though, man, because like, um, have you have you heard the um, read the book? The body keeps the score. No, I haven't. 
No, nah, me, me neither, but I've been basically referenced it like fucking, I don't know how many times I feel like I've read it, right? So similar concept of like, you know, uh, whatever's going on upstairs, body keeps hold of it, you know, we start breaking down, right? Um, and then you add on age onto that as well as we start kind of progressing through. Like, honestly, I feel like I need eight hours. I can sometimes yeah. get away with seven, sometimes. If I'm less than seven, I'm like, nah, man, like I can't function. Body hurts, I'm inflamed, you know, like anything's going on upstairs and I've kind of like pushed it to the side for a couple of days, maybe a week. If I right. get to two weeks, my back hurts, my shoulder's fucked. And I'm like, yes. what is going on, man? You know, I used to be an absolute savage. And now it's just like I'm getting the shit kicked out of me. No, I I, I definitely get that, man. Um, we, we just went up to New York for uh, to go to go to my friend's wedding. And I slept like just off to the side a little bit. And my trap was just absolutely killing me. Yeah, man. And uh I got home. I think we slept for like 12 hours or something, man, because I just needed it. Hey, are you trying to get in this? What do you want? What's the name? Phoenix. She's no one of, way. We rescued her. Yeah. I, I got a cat called Phoenix. Do you? Yeah, man. That's so weird. That's awesome. Boy or girl? A girl. Girl? Okay, good. She's a girl, too. Yeah. She's. Yeah. Uh, we rescued her from a... Uh, like a camping site. Oh wow. Where like a lot of people go camping and someone just abandoned her there. And she's got super like really bad trust issues. We've had her for about two years. And any human she'll like book it. Like she yeah. doesn't want to go anywhere near her. But with me, she fucking follows me everywhere, man. That's so Music similar. There's a podcast and she's like, Oh, I want to be in this. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I got a story. So um about a year and a half, maybe about, yeah, a year and a half ago, I was in this flat, like an absolute fucking dive of a flat, right? Like, you know, you're getting, you're getting by. I was broke as piss. I was living on 50 bucks. Um, I was sleeping on the floor and the only thing I had in this, in this place was my cat, right? We're chilling out. And anyway, I'd get up in the middle of the night, do these podcasts and I'd have a chair on top of my desk and put my laptop on my chair. So I'd have a standing desk, right? And she'd literally, I'd have to like kind of put, it was freezing fucking cold in there. I couldn't pay for the heating. But like, I just put one of the blankets underneath the chair and she would sit on there in the middle of the night. And I'd just have to like half cuddle her and talk to yeah. people across the world and then get back in the bed. So yeah, man, like I completely, uh, I completely you relate to that. Like they just stick to you. Like I think the strays are the best. They got more stories, you know? Yeah. We, uh, we rescued one, um, not too long ago, he he was showing up at our house late at night, and we would feed him. Mm. And like, I'm sure you know, when a cat knows it's gonna die, they like run away mm. so that they can like they don't like give you diseases or anything like with the whole pack mentality. Mm. And he he had a hole in his forehead. He had cuts all around his neck. Um, both of his front legs were infected, and he had like a really high fever. And he actually came to our house and fell asleep in front of our door. So we took him to the vet. And they were like, we gave him fluid. We gave him some uh, antibiotics and stuff like that. If he makes it past this week, we'll give him his shots. And then uh, we can go from there. And, of course, you know, he made it. And he He's like the most 
grateful cat you'll ever meet. Yeah. Like he'll follow you everywhere. He'll he'll beg for pets. He'll cuddle with you. He he's like a big fat chunky cat now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's got some battle wounds. You know, I don't uh, know what happened to him, but strutting down the neighborhood just like check my scars out, bitches. It yeah, it almost looks like you know, like a kid like wrap barbed wire around him or something. Oh man. man, I don't think that's what happened, but you, mm. you know that that the wound on his head it didn't look like a scratch or a cut. It looked like like someone hit it with like a, a hammer almost. You know, oh. it's weird. It was like a big you know a big circle open. Just I don't know. It's, and here's here's my other one. Bang, come here. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's the one that was whining earlier. I don't know if he needs to go out or not, but he's been. You need to go potty? Yeah. Hang on. Come on. Go. Pets are the best, man. Yeah. What part of the state you in? Uh, Tennessee. Oh, wow. Yeah. How is, how is Tennessee? It's great, man. Like, uh, the food's incredible. Um, price wise, a lot cheaper than than New York was. So mm. you know, money goes a lot further. But uh, I love it down here, man. South's great. You get a lot of you get a lot for your money, right? In terms of like, yeah. you get a lot of land and house and size mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, especially compared to New York. Like, I would say, you know, a house here that's like three to five hundred k in New York would easily be like over a mil. Eesh. Yeah, so it's like you probably got like two to three times. It fucking it blows my mind, mate. And it, it like I picture the states being like this place, New Zealand, on steroids, right? Because I came over here and I'm used to like terrace housing, you know, living in a flat above a shop. You know, you right. kind of you kind of just like everybody's standing on each other's toes, like there's no space type stuff, and that's just kind of that's just life. We don't see that as small living; we just see that as living, right? Yeah, and I come over here and everybody's got a few acres of land, and, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this? Like, is everybody rich or something?" And it's like, "No, no, like you get more for your money." I was like, "Oh, okay." And then obviously I look over to the states. I'm like, "How much land have you got? Like, what are you doing yeah. with that?" That's how the South is, man. Like people have acres just everywhere. You know, we really don't because we live in a, in a like a in a neighborhood. Mm. But um, you know, it's nice. Everyone's friendly. There's like kids around here and stuff like that. So. We're looking at probably buying a farm sometime soon so we can get a lot more acreage. Mm. And then obviously we have so many animals, like, it'd be, we could get more at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's funny, right? Because as you get older, you kind of want your own little space and your own little, like, seclusion from from the world. It's kind of like, hey, we've done our time now. You know, we've contributed. We've passed that baton forward. And, like, just just give me a little bit of space in the corner of the world and let me just do my thing. It's like, uh, have you seen that house that's on an island? It's like, I don't know where it is. It's, I think it's in Europe somewhere or maybe Ireland or something. It's like, oh. it's literally like a small little house just on this, like a lone island out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I think so it might be Norway. About, yeah, somewhere like that, man. But that's that's pretty much what you're saying. You know, like, just let me <laughs> live over there for, for the rest of my life once yeah. I've done what I need to do. Yeah. You know? Man, I think about that regularly, man. Like, I'm just going to go live in, like, a treehouse in the middle of Norway or Finland or something. Yeah. You know, I'm blonde there and blue-eyed. I'll fit in. You know, I'm as white as a piece <laughs> of paper. 
right. know, so it's fine. I'm kind of suited to the cold, so I'll just kind of go up there. I'll chop logs. Oh, that's how know. I am, man. I love the cold. Yeah, I'm, I'm Russian, so. Oh, wow. Know. I was going to yeah. say, like, the last name, it's, it's not so European. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm Russian, and I love the cold. And it's uh, my father came here about, I think, 30 years ago. Wow. So, yeah, he was trying to get out of the uh, – I guess Russia wasn't really a good place back then. I don't really think it is now, but yeah, I'm fucking well, yeah. You know, he was just trying to get out of there. Yeah, but. yeah. Do you uh, do you sauna? Um, I used to. I haven't really done it much here because there aren't really that many places here. Mm. Uh, yeah, I used to always hop in like the sauna and ice bath and stuff like that. Mm. Um, not much anymore, but I still do an ice bath occasionally when I feel like it's needed. You know, kind of when I'm banged up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just have the house, and it's kind of like, I don't know. It's not as effective. I guess mm-hmm. it is, but I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm pretty fat, and the fit in a bathtub for me is like, you know, I can get maybe my legs in it and not my upper body. And then you got to switch around, right, with the snorkel on. It's yeah, some, exactly. I got it with my ass hanging out of the side of the bath, and I'm, I'm just head first, you know. Your neighbor comes back to, like, give something back, <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Right, right. You know, Just my girl, it. my girl will come downstairs and be like, "What are you doing?" You know, it's like it's not an open invitation. Leave me alone. Exactly. You know, now I um I bring it up because I spent a lot of time in Eastern Europe over like Slovakia and Croatia, right? And I know yeah. there's a there's a massive culture around um saunas, man. Like I knew it was in Scandinavia and stretched across there, but I didn't know it kind of came down as well. Um, and then I knew it was in Russia, but I didn't know it came down into Eastern Europe. And yeah, man, as soon as we got ill, like families would take us like, no, 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 no. Fuck that. You know, they'd give us a shot of like this plum vodka would get dragged in the car. And I was like, oh my God, we're getting kidnapped here. What are we doing? And then they're like, right, go in there. And I was like, what is this? It's like, oh, some eucalyptus sauna. And we have to go yeah. in there and then in the snow and then back in and make yeah, you yeah, feel yeah. phenomenal, dude. Like, Yeah, the science is, there's a lot of science behind it, you know, and it's supposedly really good for you. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's weird that a lot of athletes don't do it here. I'm sure they probably do at like advanced levels, which technically I should do too. But um, there's not really any public areas that do it, you yeah. know. In uh, in New York, there was a couple Russian spas and in, uh, in like Brooklyn mm. and stuff like that. I've been to a couple of those. You know, they'll beat you with the with the not a broom, but it's like leaves, leaves like tree yeah. leaf, to help uh, pull the blood to the skin. And then you know, then you jump in the ice bath, like you said, back in the hot sauna, and back and forth a couple times. And even but, even if it's purely for mental toughness, right? And just for the um, psychological benefits, like you, you feel lighter once you've done it a hundred percent. Yeah. You know, I, uh, whenever I go in the sauna and someone's like, Oh, we, you know, what are you doing? I was like, I'm just going to go to the sauna. It's like, Oh, what do you, why'd you do it? I was like, honestly, I go in there to hate myself for 30 minutes and then I come on out. I know it sounds really crazy, but I feel phenomenal when I get out. I was about to say with the whole mental part, like, so I just did 225 for 100, right? What on the bench. fuck? And I told my girl that like three or four weeks ago, I think maybe five weeks ago, I attempted it for 100 and I only did 90, right? And I was really upset about it because I thought I did 100. And then 
got some cat hair in my nose. Sorry. <laughs> and then the week after that, I only did it for 80. And because I thought I was at 90 and I was going to do 10 more. And my girlfriend was like, you're only at 80. So I, I, I was miscounting like all the time. So five, six weeks later, I told her, I was like, look, I was like, I know I can do it. If I want to rack the weight, just push the bar back down onto me and make me do it. I was like, mentally, don't let me quit. I was like, physically, I know I can do it, but mentally, don't let me quit. Yeah. So the fact that you brought up like the whole mental aspect of like the sauna and the ice bath is that's a huge part, dude, because people don't want to sit in the heat. You know, they don't want to go jump in, in cold water. Um, and a lot of people don't want to lift, you know, so ouch 100 mate doing shit that you don't want to do is good for you you know i think yeah. self-induced suffering there is some sort of beauty in that like i mean there's gonna be motherfuckers that are gonna take that to an extreme right and i don't right. mean yeah. i don't mean put yourself there i mean just do something that you don't want to do i was gonna say yeah make yourself feel uncomfortable every now and then that definitely it definitely gets you you know to enjoy yourself more yeah you know yeah. that's part of life yeah, gratitude, you know, I think for dudes, it's really important to kind of, uh, you know, humble our ego a little bit. Right, right. Whether you like it or not. A lot of people not. say, man, like, I know this is going to sound dumb. A lot of people say I've got a huge ego in my comments because I'm, like, doing all these lifts and stuff like that for social media. And I'm just sitting here, like, I started my Instagram as a, as a training, um, training log. Right? A training log. Yeah. You know, I just posted everything. If you, you could scroll back and you could see me when I was like 21, I've, I've got seven years of training there. And it's like uh, yesterday when I was working out, I was like, I'm going to go for 365 for a set of like 15 on shoulders. And I was like, is that a PR? Like, I really don't know. So all I had to do was scroll back on my Instagram to my last set with 365. And I realized uh, my best was 13 reps. You know, so for me, it's all just like a training log of what I've done. And of course, now at the point where, you know, people want to see what I could do. Um, I don't know. It's just the whole you need to drop your ego thing is I think definitely, you know, people need to humble themselves and just that'll help you get to where you want to get to. But mm -hmm. I don't know. I was about to go on a whole ass rant. I'm not going to do that. No, I don't brother. Know what I'm trying to say to, to begin with, but something about like, I feel like I don't really have much of an ego and I can try and learn from everyone mm -hmm. and anyone, if that makes sense. I think um, you definitely don't have an ego. If you did, I wouldn't have reached out to have a conversation. Thank you. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's, I think there's, uh, I think you can, you can kind of spot who has an ego and who hasn't in a gym once you've kind of come up through it. You know what I mean? Right. And um what people don't realize or what a lot of people don't realize is when you're underneath that bar or above it, like it's you and you, like you are the barbell. Yeah. Like the parts are the, and this is, this is kind of me because someone, someone pointed this out to me a, a while back. So I'm, I like weightlifting, right? That's kind of my poison. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, they're like, oh, you always approach the bar the same way. Like the left foot goes under, you spin it right hand goes on, blah, 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 blah. And then you never look happy. You kind of look at it afterwards. And I'm like, yeah, because like everything that I don't like about me and everything that I we kind of had to have gone through and kind of to get to be this point is now that barbell. Yeah. I am the barbell and I have to yes. kind of beat that up so then I can leave it where it is. You know what I mean? But that's what I love about powerlifting, man. It's like you said, you know, it's you versus you. Um a lot of kids nowadays kind of try and they get way too competitive in powerlifting. It's yeah. not a bad thing. 
you know, sure, you want to be one of the best, but like at the end of the day, if you're improving yourself, like it's just you versus you. Yeah. You know, there's a kid actually just asked me on Instagram, like if he could interview me for uh, a school like project. And he asked me what, if anything, what would I change in powerlifting? And I was like, make there be less rules. Like mm. if someone lifts more than me because they pulled sumo and I, I lifted less conventional, it's not because he pulled sumo. It's because he's stronger than me. Yeah, You know what it. I mean? And it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's like you said, like it's you versus you. Like, why do you care if someone else lifted more than you or if someone lifted less than you? Like just try and improve yourself, you know? <laughs> so that's, that's my my approach to the bar. It's like I it's like you just said, you know, me versus me and I'm trying to improve the best I can. Yeah, yeah. You know. Man. I mean, the thing is like now it's become like uh about accolades and trophies and quote unquote right. insta fame, right? Whether that's fame or not, if like, I don't fucking know and I don't really give a shit. But and we well, part of me part of me is kinda like a part of the problem too, you know, because yeah. I'm out here posting all these super heavy lifts, but I never really post like my actual workouts yeah you know because no no kid wants to see me do a back down set for a three by eight with 80 percent of you know my my working weight or whatever the hell it is or or you know my my light lateral raises that i do every day you know 20 pound lateral raises they want to see me lateral raise the hundreds yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah i don't know it's i think it's i don't know it's the dream you know everyone wants to be insta famous or this and that and everyone wants to be uh acknowledged or or credited for the work they put in yeah you know, I, I mean i don't know how old you are but how, how long have you been working out for uh 14 years 14 years exactly so i've been working out for 19 um so you get it you know we yep. put in a lot of work bro. like and some of these kids are you know 18 years old they've like, they'll, they'll message me they're like hey man i've been working out for a year and i've plateaued <laughs> <laughs> what do i what should i do you know or like some kid was like 17 or 16 and he was like, Hey man, I, I want to run in SARMs. And I was like, bro, you're 16. Eat some fucking chicken. You know what I mean? Eat some chicken and your natural testosterone's through the roof. Your growth hormones are through the roof. Like yeah. all you got to do is work out and you'll get huge. Yeah. That's why some of these, like some of these 18 year olds who have perfect diet, they look absolutely insane and they, they lift, you know, they, they've been dieting for like, probably they've probably been working out since they were 10 like almost eight years mm -hmm. but uh like they don't realize how much work we put in bro for sure man like it was quite funny like uh my best mate here she comes up to me i was like i kind of want to get into lifting i was like oh awesome like i'll teach you the basics and whatever and when she kind of got that dialed in i was like oh yeah what do i do i was like oh you're gonna do five by five she's like oh great and i was like yeah you're gonna do that for two years yeah like what do you mean i was like just don't talk to me for two years and she ended up doing it for 18 months and then I kind of like played around with it. But like, and then she comes up to me now, like she likes powerlifting, right? I was like, I'm so glad you made me do that, you know, because it's kind of like you've enforced that it takes time. You build the foundation and like yeah. when things don't really go well, a body's not going to break. And I was like, well, you know, this is kind of what you got to do. Just kind of get in and get out. Well, like my, uh, my girlfriend's kid is 15. And uh, he's been working out with me for about eight, nine months. And uh, she spoiled him. She she had him try some filet, and now the kid loves filet. Uh, but every now and then, I'll, I'll cook him a ribeye, and he enjoys that. But, dude, in nine months, he looks like he's put on – he looks like he's put on, like, 40 pounds of muscle, even though he yeah. probably weighs the same. 
Yeah. And uh, every day he's like, I want to go heavy. I want to go heavy. And I'm like, nah, we're going to stick the sets of like eight to 12. Yeah. 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 And he's like, well, I could do it. I could go heavier. And I'm like, and now that it's been about nine months, I'm letting him push his limits. You know, I think he hit like the 60 pound dumbbells for a set of five or something. Dude's growing strong, man, like quick. But like I said, for the first eight months, I just had him do strictly hypertrophy because mm -hmm. that was his goal, mm -hmm. you know. And now he's trying to, he's like, when he first came to me, he was like, yeah, I want to, I want to look like this. And he showed me like this skinny boy with like, like hat abs, you know what I mean? Like the, <laughs> this, like yeah. not skinny fat, but skinny muscular with like just, just abs and no shoulders or anything. And he's like, this is what I want to look like. And now nine months later, he's like, no, nah, I want to bulk. Why would I want to cut right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yes. <laughs> like, let's get huge, bro. <laughs> Bulking yeah. or soaking, brother, you know? It did. It, it was like one of the best feelings, man. When he was like, "No, nah, I don't want to cut." He's like, "I want to get big and strong." I was like, "All right." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like when when you kind of get in, right? Especially with all the uh, the media kind of not manipulation, but influence, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I just want to get shredded, bro." And you're like, "All right, fuck, okay." You got these these people coming in, and literally like a couple months down the line, they're like, "Fuck that, man!" Like dieting <laughs> sucks. Let's get massive. You're like, "Ah, oh, thank you." <laughs> Well, it's the thing, like, they don't realize, you know, all these influencers, you know, like I said, it probably took them like eight years to get to the point where they're at. You know, they're, th these kids are, are in a caloric deficit, man, and it's their first year of lifting. You're not going to gain much. Mm -hmm. You know, sure, you might gain, you know, I'm over-exaggerating, 10 pounds of muscle in a year. Mm -hmm. But, like, dude, if you dirty bulk, you could probably put on, like, 30 pounds total, let's say 15 pounds of fat, 15 pounds of muscle, and then you cut the second year and then you're already up five pounds of muscle, you know, it's, I don't know. They just, it's hard to gain weight, you know, as a natural lifter when you're low body fat percentage, unless you have, you know, God given genetics, but yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. That's not me, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Me either. Well, no, I used to, I, I was always skinny growing up, but it's, mm. ta it's taken me 18 years of bulking to get to this, this frame. So nice. Yeah, I've got a nice head going on right now. My belly, you know, everything <laughs> chunky. So I'm what, man? Mass moves mass. You know, there's no weight classes in the jungle. Exactly, bro. That's what was it? Uh, there was someone who commented on it. He one of my bench videos, and he was like, "Man, you know, pound for pound, I'm stronger than you." And I was like, he competed at I think 128 or something like that. And I was like, bro, I was like great for you i was like you are incredibly strong yeah but i curl your max bench <laughs> i mean not really you know he was benching i think like 250 or something but you know 275 i was like that's still insane you know i was like but like you said you know there's no weight class in the jungle bro yeah man. Wow. He, he, yeah, he was trying to say like if he bulked he would get to you know be stronger than me i was like that's not how it works <laughs> that's how it worked everyone would be you know julius maddox you know at 450 you know, if if you could man, if you could maintain a two times body weight bench, you should be benching nine hundred pounds. That's not how it works, you know. Yeah, but, linear, linear progression all the way, bro. Could you imagine? <laughs> that would be great. I wish it worked that way. I would just linear. Just, that's it. Every week, I'm just gonna add five pounds on my bench. You know, as long as my body weight keeps going up, it should work. You know, I'll bench nine hundred by the end of the year. I use that example all the time in class, man. When they're trying to just, I'm like, what are you doing? It's like, oh, but last week I did this. And I was like, dude, I've been lifting 14 years. I should be benching 500 kilos. That's not going to happen, mate. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. look at me. They're like, so? And I'm like, no, dude, like, you're not Superman. Pack it in, you know? Well, it's, the other thing is, like, all these kids, they max out, like, every other month. Mm. Um, Like, there was, a, there was this kid who was, like, 18, and he had great potential. I think he was younger even, maybe, like, 16 or 17. So I had my friend who's like a top level coach. He just he just squatted 900 in a competition, 2200 total. Um, top level coach, and mm -hmm. I let him do like my off seasons off season work. I had him program him. I had a nutritionist write him a nutrition plan, everything like that. And here's here's one of the other kittens. Oh. But uh, in in a 12 week block, this one's like a kitten. Kid. Hey, she doesn't even care. She's just walking around. But uh. So in a, in a 12 week block, how many times do you think he went off program to max out? 12, eight to 12. He, I think he went off, off program like six times. That means he was maxing out like every other week. And then at the end of the program, he was like, man, I didn't really make much gains from him. I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm going to stick with him. And I was like, Dude. bro, you didn't yeah. even follow the program for two weeks. <laughs> but yeah, it was just like, for me, dude, I, I max out, you know, once every maybe six months, yeah, and then it's yeah. like three week a three week period of maxing out. So you probably get it. You do the same thing, yeah. You know, twice a year, man. Yeah, twice a year, exactly. Yeah, truly.